Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Let's Talk TV Live. I'm your host, Barbara Barnett, Executive Editor of Blog Critics Magazine. That is at blogcritics.org and also founder and publisher of Let's Talk TV Live, the TV blog, and the author of Chasing Zebras, the unofficial guide to House MD. And I am joined tonight by Jimmy Jerome Wetzel TV, whose Twitter handle is at Jerome Wetzel TV, and who also writes for Blog Critics and for Seat 42F. Are you still writing for them? Oh, yeah. I've been writing and, for the premiere reviews for them. Okay. And t- not for us, huh? And TV King. Um, <laughs> well, well, we won't talk I've about that. I've written some reviews for you lately, too. Yes, you have. Yes, you have indeed. Um, and speaking of reviews, you all should check out my review of Sleepy Hollow, which premieres tonight as we speak. It is on the air right this minute, but don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. That's what DVR, DVR. made. Hmm? That, that is why God made DVRs, because you can listen to the show live <laughs> and call in. And then in an hour and a half or so, you can go and watch Sleepy Hollow, and that'll be cool. Um, we, I'm really excited because Blog Talk Radio, when I told them what I was going to be doing on tonight's show, which is a little bit of an aberration for me because we're not really going to be talking very much about TV. We will talk about TV right at the beginning. Um, but I decided since um, so many people who listen to me are huge fans of Robert Carlyle, who stars in Once Upon a Time. I thought it was time to really do a film retrospective and kind of go through his film and TV career and stuff that you may not know about and to kind of clue you in on where you might find them and what I thought of them. I've seen almost everything he's done. So I, I am an unabashed um, Robert Carlyle fan. So um, as, a, as, a, as a TV critic, um, as a writer, as a journalist, as a novelist, as a whatever, um, I can still be a fangirl. And I think, and, and, and I'm a fangirl of his because I think he is a, just a phenomenal actor. So I thought it was time to really sort of go through and, and kind of get, because I know, Jimmy, you, you tweeted me the other day and you said, hey, Marilyn Hotchkiss Ballroom Dancing and Charm School is on Star's rotation, so is it worth watching? And um, it and it's, totally is, but see, now you hadn't seen that movie, and a lot of people haven't seen that. And it's actually a great little indie movie that premiered at Sundance. Actually, part of it premiered at Sundance. Um, so I'm going to go through the movies, um, and, and we're going to pay special emphasis to um, the movie California Solo, which has just come on in the last few weeks um, onto Netflix, streaming. It was available. You could order it. And it could come to you, but it has recently gone on to Netflix streaming. And in addition to that, if you're a member of Amazon Prime, you can also stream California Solo via Amazon Prime. Ooh. So it is available. If you're an Amazon member, if you're a Netflix member, um, please feel free to um, go ahead and uh, um, go ahead and, uh, and and get them. So if you haven't seen it please do, and we're going to talk about that movie. 
And uh, the film, the, the producers of the movie, thank you, California Solo people. And you can follow the movie at California Solo on Twitter. Um, and they've been retweeting the show um, for the last several days. So um, hopefully tons and tons of people will be listening in. So if you're here in the chat room, I see one person in the chat room. Um, please feel free to call into the show, even if you're not in the chat room, at 718-305-6982. That is 718-305-6982. So um, I want to talk really quickly about um, TV newsroom ended t- last night for the season. Mm-hmm. It was an incredible finale. Have you seen it? I'm still a few episodes behind. I'm, I did watch some this weekend, but I'm not caught up yet. I'll be caught up probably tomorrow. Okay, so those of you who have seen it, there's like a really great thing that happens, and it's like I've been waiting for all two seasons for it to happen, and it finally happened, and so I'm really excited. So I'm I'm intriguing you, I hope, Jimmy, because <laughs> I have no idea if you know what happened. Um do you know what happened? No, I, I'm past Maggie's trip to Africa, and I watched the That's episode after that. No, 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 nothing to do with Maggie. Yeah, I, I assume if you're talking about something you've been waiting two years, it might be a Will McKenzie thing. Oh, it could very well be, and that beautiful I diamond. Ass- I assumed that that had to happen this season at some point. Yeah, it did. I'm so happy it did. Um, and then, as I said, Sleepy Hollow um, premieres tonight. It is absolutely mm-hmm. worth a look. See, um, as I said. Read my review on Blog Critics or on Let's Talk TV. Um, Let's Talk TV is sometimes a little easier to find stuff on, but um, not today because it's actually on the on the rotator, uh, the slider at the top of Blog Critics. Um, we highlighted it today, so please Ooh. make sure you. Yeah, I get to pick those things because I'm the executive <laughs> editor, so you know it's me. <laughs> I'm. I have to well, so C42F posted my review of it like a week or two ago. I should have told him to highlight it. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I said I posted my my review of Sleepy Hollow like a week or two ago on C42F. I should have got on him to highlight it today. I didn't think about it. You know, see, we highlight your stuff, Jimmy. You do. You highlight my stuff all the time. I all know. The time. See, I'm not. And I very much appreciate it. I I usually give you at least two or three articles a week. You do. You to, you totally do. I got nothing to complain about. So anyway, <laughs> if you want if you want more, just tell me, and I tend to respond to that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know my work, pretty full. <laughs> Definitely keep them coming, keep them coming. Um, next week I'll be posting my interviews with the, uh, or later this week, be posting my interviews with the Revolution cast um, in Ooh. advance of next week's uh, premiere of the show. Did you watch that premiere yet? No, I've not watched it yet. Oh, it's posted. I didn't watch it yet, but I saw it was posted, and I'm kind of itching to get to it. Is it? You know what? My password for the press site um, uh-huh. became... Uh, expired and I forgot to uh, re-up it, so I'm like, oh. so I have to call NBC tomorrow and talk to them and um, get them to re-up my password. I mean, you're supposed to renew it every six months, and I didn't yeah. actually. Today, ABC said, please re-log in. So um, and set your password. Fox made me do that, so it's like everyone's making you sort of redo the password. So um, it's the season. So well, I kind of did a professional milestone today with those screeners, though. Cause did you? ABC, well, ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox 
have been before that I have not been able to get into. And I do sometimes get them through other sources to review ahead of time without yeah. going into any detail to avoid anyone getting in trouble. Um, but today, officially, Fox accepted me. So I, I get my first of the big four. I was super Yay. excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for you. Yeah, Fox is actually usually pretty nice. Um, they, they're they very generous with screeners. They're very generous with extras that you can post, that you can mm-hmm. download and then post. Um, so they're, they're actually, as far as the networks go in general, they're really the easiest I have found, the easiest to work with. HBO is great, too. Um, HBO but they don't have, well, they don't, uh, there is no press site. There, there is no HBO right. press site. So you have. So they to won't give me anything because they only do one person per site, and oh, the, okay. and Blog Critics already has theirs, and the others yeah. can't write for. You but know, I worked. I, I, has theirs. I worked really, really hard to get that contact at HBO. Mm. I worked really, really hard um, to do that. So it took me like a couple of months and now she's like my buddy. So, um, oh, good. so I have a really, thank you, Rosa. Oh, you are wonderful. <laughs> um, who is a PR person at HBO and she sends me screeners overnight. It overnights me screeners and stuff. And so thank you, Rosa, for keeping me knee deep in screeners, um, to write about. So, okay. So without any further ado, um, I do want to talk about, um, and I'm and I'm reminding everyone that tonight's show it has is a is a Blog Talk Radio staff pick, um, so it will actually be on the front page of the Blog Talk Radio site starting tomorrow um, for like 24 hours. Either going to be starting the, tomorrow morning or Wednesday morning. I always get confused, but it will be on the front page which is very, very exciting. They do not pick a lot of shows to do that, and they picked mine. Because we're talking about Mr. Robert Carlyle, who is just such a great actor. Um, So let's go in. Anything else about anything on TV that we should get rid of first? Um, The only thing I can think of that springs to mind is Breaking Bad, because it just gets better and better and more intense, as it barrels towards the series finale here in two weeks. Oh, we lost Dexter. a major character last night in a really uh, awful way. And and Dexter's penultimate episode ever. Oh uh, yeah, I'm behind on Dexter too. I need to catch up. Yeah, I don't really watch Dexter with any regularity, but I'll tell ya, ooh, big surprise. Ooh, big, I big love Dexter. Surprise. I've watched every episode except I'm not current on this season, but I will get caught up. Okay, so. Let's talk about, let's start talking about um, Robert Carlyle's film and TV career. And let's start with California Solo. So did you do the assignment? And Absolutely. So what did you think? I mean, I've written, I've written about it. I wrote, I wrote a, an, a review about it when I first saw it, uh, it a, two years ago, March, um, at a tiny little festival in Chicago. And then I wrote about it again last November when it uh, actually came out in theaters. And I interviewed Marshall Louis at the time, and I have a great article that's on Blog Critics um, called California Solo, A Deeper Look uh, with Marshall Louis. So make sure you um, you go out there and uh, and do that. 
Um, oh, I'm around, okay, I'm reminded, before we get it into California Solo, Katie reminds me that I need to talk about the Once Upon a Time cast photo. Have you seen the cast photo? No, I, I tend to stay away from anything yeah, that's not an episode. Yeah, it's like the it's like the gallery shot of the cast, you know, always a very uh-huh. stylized show. Uh, and I personally thought, when I first saw it, I thought it, they looked like action figures or wax figures. I didn't think they looked like real people. And, um, like, they all look a little weird. Um, Jennifer Morrison looks a little strange. Rumpel looks, like, really weird. It's like he's missing his neck. Hmm. <laughs> It's like huh. the weirdest it's the weirdest picture I've ever seen of Rumpel. And I can't figure it out for the life of me. It's just like I looked at it and I said, "Wow, that looks like a wax figure." And and I and I, I mean it, it was odd, you know, in itself seeing Rumpel in Rumpel's wonderful, beautiful costume for uh season mm-hmm. 3, which absolutely all you have to and I've seen other uh photos of Rumpel for next season. And I mean, literally, he looks like um, he looks like a knight, you know, like a knight, uh, like a like a like a prince. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really does look quite regal and princely, and uh, like a, a hero. I mean, it's a real hero costume, and it's gorgeous, and um, he looks wonderful in it. But that that cast photo is like what. <laughs> So I just thought I would throw that out there. I know that it's been very controversial out on the Internet, as Katie reminded me this morning. So um, I wanted to mention that in case anyone uh, wants to voice their opinion. um, Go for it. Give us a call. Okay. So now let's get into the film and to the movie. So uh, let's start with California Solo. So tell me what you think of California Solo, what you thought of California Solo. Sure. Um, I really liked it. It was also really depressing. Uh, it's a yeah. It's a really uh, it's yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, his performance is definitely the number one reason to watch it. I thought. Oh, yeah. I mean, every scene revolves around his performance. There's not really any other right. character that's super important or anything. Right, and and he's literally in every frame. I mean, it is it is really his POV, his point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, he is in every single scene of that movie. Mm-hmm. And he is absolutely uh, he, the reason to Oh, watch he it. is. He, like, really runs the gamut of the emotion and what he can evoke. I mean, and it, it definitely goes in some unexpected ways. I mean, there are times you want to shake him and scream at him, like, you yeah. know, the breakfast meeting he has or coffee meeting with his daughter, you know, yeah. and when he shows up drunk. But then there are other times where you just know how much he cares and you just feel so bad for him and it's like this guy who tries but maybe just falls short and then takes that yeah. really personally right i mean the, the gut-wrenching part of it of course is the reveal um and it's not a, a, a like a spoiler reveal to, to to reveal it is that um he is indirectly Responsible. I mean, not intentionally, accidentally responsible. Mm-hmm. Christie's just logged in um, for the death of his brother. Um, he was apparently uh, a teenager. He was a teenager. They were in. It was the 1990s. It was the Brit pop scene, and everyone was doing drugs. And they were doing a studio um, session. And it comes out late in the movie, late mid middle of the movie, that it was him. 
that had given his brother drugs and he OD'd. Well, and the, um, the, it informs so much of what the movie's about. And yeah. that his whole motivation is just he cannot go home and face everybody else his family, yep. their, their fans. Every, that's He really wants to just disappear in California and not and, ever have right. to go home and face right. the music. And the movie's about him, you know, coming to terms with what happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and as he says, um, he doesn't need them to tell him that he did wrong. Right. You know, this is a guy right. who's got such incredible remorse. And he's a good mm-hmm. guy. I mean, he's a, he's a good guy. You know, he's not he a, a bad he's haunted. He's, yeah, he's kind of a haunted good guy. You know, like, he's never going to do wrong by anybody intentionally. Right. But at the same time, he does some really reckless Why? and self-destructive things. Because oh, yeah. Almost as penance for what he's done, which some of those things could lead to hurting other people. Thankfully, they don't. Absolutely. But. Just one, I'm going to interrupt you. Chrissy, you're on sure. the air. Hey, Chrissy. Hi. <laughs> Just I'm came in late. in time to talk about California Solo with us. Oh, good. I was like, oh, my God, I watched it. Well, I texted you last night, and I was like. You did. You did. I was like, I mean, I love the movie. I love it. It's Isn't like, it wonderful? It's so tortured. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> at first I'm like, I love this movie. And then I'm like, wait, strike that. They're going to deport him. <laughs> oh, I know. You tweeted me. You 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 uh, actually texted me, yeah. I mean, what what a a strange and I love a Martinez, um, who you I'm I was sure like, you know he's, he's like a soap he's star from, too, or he yeah, was. Yeah, he's from Santa Barbara. He was on TV. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but so I, like, I love his line. I love his line in it that he says, "I have all these Mexicans <laughs> working for me," and the Scottish guy gets into problems with the immigration. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing was just so good. I, I was, and you know, he is so great at, um, Robert Carlyle is so great at, like, you can feel the torture within himself. Like, it emanates from him. I don't know how he does it. And there was at one point, there was a scene where he got a little bit Mr. Gold slash Rumpel-esque when he was yelling <laughs> at the, at the, um, at the, yeah, the immigration people, they just took him. He, he didn't even know what he was, that was just, I just thought awful. Because, oh, I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, it's a backstabbing parole officer. Kick him, yeah. kick him down, why don't you? Right? I mean, <laughs> I but you know I what I love? I really loved, I loved the um, relationship with, with his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. I wish that, they had more of that in the movie. It came so late. I know. Yeah. It did. You did. I thought that they that they should have had the daughter contact him, you know, like right after that. Yeah, the breakfast thing that God, first of all, he was half drunk anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was like, oh no, he isn't gonna go, you know. And then he, anyway, but um, yeah, it was just sad, and I felt like it was a little bit. It could have they could have made it a little bit more back and forth with him and the daughter, like maybe one one extra yeah. scene in there would have been really good. Well, it's, it was a um, short film, and because it's an, it's an indie movie, and so mm-hmm. as an indie movie, they shot on a very, the budget for the movie, and I can't remember what, what uh, the director, I, I interviewed, I had a very lovely talk with Marshall Louie, and if you want to um, read my interview with yeah. him, um, please uh, just Google 
maybe I'll maybe I'll stick it up on my Let's Talk TV site unless I already have. I don't remember if I put it up on there, but I will um, make sure that I get the interview that I did uh, up on my Let's Talk TV site, so it's a little easier to find. But um, if you want to read the interview I did with Marshall Louie, in which he talks mm-hmm. about, um, you know, the movie um, and and a lot of different things, we we covered a ton of things. We talked for like a half an hour. And um, which was a, a pretty long interview, um, but please check that out on Blog Critics. And I'll put it up on Let's Talk TV later yeah. tonight. Um, but yeah. it's, it's a movie that, that they didn't they didn't have a big budget. I mean, this is like right. a I mean, we're talking at a, about a budget that's about two million dollar total budget. Right. That's like oh, yeah. one episode. Nothing. That's like one episode of Once Upon a Time. Exactly. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised, like, to say they, they even, I mean, they got A. Martinez. I mean, it, it, you know, he's a pretty big deal as far as, you know. Yeah, and you know what I think? And, yeah. But I think these guys, you know, when they do indie movies, and I know this is true of Carlisle, and as we talk about his movies, you'll see how many of the movies that he's done have really been very, very small budget movies. Really, really small yeah. budget movies. Um, and, and he does them, I mean, he doesn't make a lot of money doing those movies. I mean, he just doesn't. Right. You, you, you know, they're, I mean, he, may, here's, uh, oh, here's the, oh, I don't have the budget for California Solo. I have the budget for other movies, but not that one. Um, yeah. And uh, the budget figures. Um, but, you know, he'll he'll do a movie like that because it really speaks to him. Right. And, so, now, and that's the cool thing about it. It's like, they they like the, it's it's for the art itself and if they think that it's a really yeah. compelling script and yeah and it was for him I mean he does he does it but he's so good at doing tortured <laughs> yeah yeah but the acting yeah I mean the acting uniformly was great I loved the relationship with Bo um, yeah again it's interesting because. Ooh, what's that weird noise? Um, Sorry, we that, have lights I got home. <laughs> okay. Um, what, um, what was interesting was this was a relationship that could have that could have gone somewhere, but again, that's that self-destructiveness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, it's self-sabotage. You know, he sabotages right, and, himself because yeah. Right. Well, I'm really glad sab- that didn't go anywhere though. I mean, I'm sorry. You expected to go him to sleep with her, and I I don't want to I don't want to see that. You know? Yeah, you know, I, was, I really I love that. I love, that's one thing that I actually asked Marshall about. I said, you know, I asked him. I said, hey, you know, like the the conventional wisdom would have them mm-hmm. sleeping together, and mm-hmm. said, say she says, okay, I'm you know let's 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 sleep together, but we're not going to do anything. I mean, I yeah. want to sleep. And you see that he's like lying there next to her, and he's like frozen. I mean, he's like literally not <laughs> moving. He's like lying on his back, and he's awake. He's like totally. And of course, he's probably processing all the terrible trouble he's in. You know, we've right, all had right. nights like that, and he's got a real good reason to have a sleepless night. But you have to think that he's like, you know, he's really trying to be good. <laughs> yeah. he's, I'm thinking he's just like, oh God, if I move. I know it was good though. I mean, I I love that scene well, too, and I was kind of a little bit disappointed actually that she ended up with her boyfriend at the end. Like I yeah, feel well, like the whole thing that was, was like a ruse. But you know what? That actually needed to happen because 
Mm-hmm. Something must have happened at that party. I mean, we saw the scene at the party. And um, the scene at the party is he's obviously he's putting back one drink after the next, after the next, after the next. And we don't know. I mean, he he could be pretty ugly drunk. Um, Right. You know, there were definitely flashes of that. And during, you know, he could be sort of a cuddly drunk, but he can also be kind of a nasty drunk. And, um, you know, and and he's pretty down. So he's, you know, he's probably flying. So, um, uh, so there must have been something that happened because she says to him the next morning, "Boy, you were a real piece of work last night." Yeah, and we don't know exactly what happened. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't know what happened. And, well, I do have the scene where he says, "You know, you shouldn't be with Paul. It may not be with me, but you shouldn't be with Paul." Right. 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 Um, right. Well, you right. know, I was just seeing my romanticism. You know, I'm always like, oh, dang, you should have got the girl. You know. <laughs> I know. Okay. Okay. No, <laughs> you know, that's that's what you expect to happen. I want to see. I want to be surprised. I want it to go in a different yeah. direction. Yeah, yeah, and I think no, they made I some see. nice left. I think they made some really nice left turns. Um, in yeah. the movie. Um, there's there's a great in my interview with uh, Marshall Louis. Um, I, he actually said something really interesting, um, and he play he was playing with an acronym, the acronym for the word fear. Mm-hmm. So the journey, Lachlan's journey, goes from fear, fuck everything and run, to fear, face everything and recover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is, and that's the first line of my my article about the movie, um, is that that to me is really the essence of a heroic journey. And it's funny because he said that to me, and I was actually finishing a novel, not the one, not Apothecary's Curse, but a different novel. And when I, when he said that to me, I said, wow, that like totally characterizes my hero in my novel. Right! Wow! (laughs) You just you just you just made the synopsis. That's about right, huh? (laughs) I say that's right as far as your novel goes. Oh yes, certainly as far as Apothecary's Curse goes. I mean, I'm sure you haven't finished it yet, but um, yeah, I mean, it totally is that. Although Simon in the novel doesn't actually get to that face everything part but but he's not the main character he doesn't have to get there right. Galen does um, so anyway so so yeah so if you have not seen California solo people you, you must have see it. you must you have to see it it is such a well-done movie it's it's a very simple movie it's not a big Hollywood movie it was shot in California um, it's not a big Hollywood movie. It is a little tiny gem I like movie, it. Uh, by Marshall Louis, the director. And um, just if you're a fan of, of Robert Carlyle um, and you don't see this movie, you are so missing out. You are so you are missing not out. A- you're not a true Bobby Carlyle. Well, I won't say that. Oh, speaking of speaking of Mr. Carlyle, I wanted to make mention because he tweeted today that he is Ooh, going to be having a Q and A session. Okay. And ask Robert hashtag Ask Robert one hour Q and A a whole hour sports fans. 
Mm. Um, on the twenty second, it's this Sunday. Okay. At noon at noon PST, which would make it three on the East Coast and two right. here in the Midwest and eight PM GMT for all you folks in Europe. Awesome. So he was kind enough to ha- to add the GMT. Uh, only a European actor would do that. <laughs> only a European actor would do that, which is, which is which is wonderful because I know actually there are a lot of people who uh, wanted to listen tonight. Um, the Go Now Project and a couple of other folks who I know are in Europe who were were really helped tweet this this the show out. Um, who will be listening to it tomorrow morning. So anyway, so on to the rest of Mr. Carlisle's career. So I want to start way at the beginning. I actually pulled off his uh, I have IMDb Pro, which is great. I just pulled mm-hmm. off his IMDb Pro um, filmography and, and televisionography, I guess. Um, his filmography. So we're going to start like the very beginning. And he did some things, um, a couple of things hither and yon. But his first real splash was with Ken Loach's movie Riff Raff. Um, and Riff Raff was done in 1991. So he was just a young man of like 30. So he was pretty young. Did you guys, have you guys seen that movie? No. The I was... only movie I've seen him in, I believe, is California Solo. I'm sorry to okay. say. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is an education for you, Jimmy. So Riff Raff, you love Riff Raff. Riff Raff is one of my absolutely favorite um, movies, period, uh, Carlisle or not. Um, it's by the, the, the wonderful, the legendary um, director, British director, Ken Loach, whose movie Cass, who's got movies, oh, my gosh. He is a... Uh, he is almost like the godfather of social realism oh, in filmmaking. He is incredible. He's like a legendary director. Um, very much the working class, the working class, the working class. His films are very, very strongly improvised. And you'll hear uh, Carlisle speak about the, you know, using some of the techniques that he learned filming for Loach. Um, using those things, um, whether he's directing himself, like he had done in Stargate Universe or um, in in Once Upon a Time, um, this devising and improvising that, that Ken Lo- that he talks about is a lot of the way he learned from Ken Loach. He did two movies with Ken Loach, and Riff Raff is um it's a very it's a political movie uh, like a lot of mm-hmm. uh, Ken Loach's movies. Um, that takes place um, during a time of extreme high unemployment in Britain. And it takes place, I think it takes place, oh gosh, I can't remember if it takes place in Liverpool or Manchester, and now I'm forgetting, um, or London. I I didn't think it took place in London, but I could be wrong. Um, But anyway, uh, Carlisle plays this young man, this ex-con, his name is Stevie. And um, he comes as a day worker. He's a day laborer. And um, actually, Ken Loach only hired actors who had actual construction experience. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that cool? cool. So yeah. um, 
get somebody like Ricky Tomlinson, who appear, who's appeared in a couple of Ken Loach films as well, who's acted with Robert Carlyle a few times, three movies I think they did together, um, who was a labor organizer. Um, so you have a bunch of people who have this practical experience, and it's a very, you know, this social realism. And um, the movie is great. It um, and I'm not going to spend this much time on all the movies because I don't have five hours. I have an hour left. It's all wet, poetical. Um, but it's it's a great. It's a it's a love story. It's a comedy. It's the the love story part of it ends up being quite surprising in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a really this is just a guy. This is a guy who just wants to be. He just wants to live his life. He just wants to be successful, and for successful for him means selling right. socks and boxer shorts, you know, in a kiosk somewhere. Um, that he has some self-respect and respectability, and it's a really, really well done movie, fabulous movie. The only thing that I would warn you about is that all of the accents are mm-hmm. very these guys are talking over each other because that's the oh, way no. Ken Loach works. <laughs> and you have, you have Manchester accents and London accents and Liverpudlian accents and Scottish accents and, and all of these very strong, I mean, we're not talking about refined RP British speak. We're talking right. about really down-home accents. And oh, they gosh. are a little difficult to understand. Um, but it is absolutely worthwhile to watch it like four times or five times. <laughs> so, you know, that's make okay. sure. it's worth it, Kim. So, you know, it is. That was 90. I, that was ni- 1991. That is absolutely, I would give that movie an A. Plus, 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 plus. Wow. See, that's uh, one of the things that I loved about California Solo. We got to hear his, his real, you know, his accent through the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. He, he uses it a little bit here. You know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, he kind of pulled back a little bit on uh, Once Upon a Time, he, I noticed. Yeah, and, his accent you know, is much more, it's a much thicker. more, it's a much more um, refined accent. Yeah. It's very slight, very slightly Scottish, but very much a very refined um, sort of university-ish yeah. accent. Um, but yeah. a very, yeah. Um, and, and he's playing a very refined character. So, yeah. not Rumple. Rumple's accent right. is like Rumple is like. <laughs> so okay. Rumpel's so now we're gonna place. go. There's there's another there's a um, uh, a TV movie he did called Safe, which was his first um, his first collaboration with Antonia Bird, and that was 1993. Um, and I have not seen this. It was um, it was uh, he played a character called Nasty. And who was a homeless guy. And the the legend goes, see, Carlisle is known for really, um, especially earlier on in his career, when he could get away with sort of blending in to the community, mm-hmm. um, famously to prepare for this role as this homeless man, he actually lived rough for a couple of weeks or for a week. Um, out on the streets with not a penny to his name. Wow. And, um, you know, just to really understand that life. 
um, talk about, you know, that social realism. And Antonia Bird, um, he did he did um, uh, three films with her. He did this one. He actually did um, pre oh no, four four. He did Priest, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. And then he did Face in 1997, and then Ravenous. So he's done four things with I think Face was hers. I'm 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 almost positive that was her. And I and I if if I'm wrong, please correct me. Um, but I think that was also Antonia Bird. Um, so now that now so I didn't see that one. Um, it's not really easy to find. Then um, in 1994 he did Priest. And in Priest, I've seen Priest. It's a, it's with um, Linus Roach is the star of it. Mm-hmm. He plays a priest, and Tom Wilkinson is in it, um, who I love. And Tom Wilkinson, of course, was also in the Full Monty. Um, right. And, and we'll get to that one. Um, <laughs> and um, pre in Priest, um, so so this priest um, played by Linus Roach is uh, gay. He's closeted gay man, and um, Tom Wilkinson plays his like kind of another guy in in the uh, his boss, I guess, and kind of a, a left wing liberal priest. Um, and Robert Carlyle plays this guy's lover, the the priest's lover. Right. Um, so it's it's a, an interesting role to see him in. Um, to play this very sensitive lover who's who's sort of abandoned, not abandoned, but sort of spurned and scorned by this priest who wants to keep himself closeted. Um, and it's it's an excellent movie, um, and absolutely you should see it. Um, so that was that one. Um, so now let's move to – I'm kind of trying to do this in chronological order. So I have two – lists in front of me. I have the TV list and I have the movie list, so I'm integrating them as we speak. Um, 1994, he also did a short called Marooned. Now, if you you look on the internet, you'll find this movie, and it's really short. It's like 20 minutes. And um, he plays this, um, I guess, luggage check guy at a train station. Wait, what is this and one called? It's it's called Marooned. Marooned, okay. And it's a very clever little short film. And and you can find it on YouTube. Very, okay. very easy to find on YouTube. So um then in also in nineteen ninety four he did uh Cracker. Now Cracker, Jimmy, do you know the show Cracker? No, no I, was, I don't. It's I don't a long that. running series was it a TV with show? Yes, it's a British, it is a it is a British oh, okay. TV show. Oh. And it is with oh my gosh, what is his name that stars in it? Ah oh, Hang on. Hang on. I've t- <laughs> I can't believe I can't remember his name. Um hang on. Cracker. Cracker. Um Robbie Coltrane. I didn't even have to look it up. I just forgot it momentarily. Robbie Coltrane, of course, we all know Robbie Coltrane from many things, including Harry Potter. Right. Um Robbie Coltrane mm-hmm. is a Scottish actor, a big, really big, huge guy. And he plays a detective. Uh a police detective. And in this in this particular three part episode Tracker, 
Um, Carlisle plays a um, a Liverpool um, fan of the, uh, the the football team there, mm-hmm. and there there was a very famous um, incident where many people were trampled to death. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's explored. And he's actually he plays a serial killer in it. Oh wow. Yeah, you know um, he's probably, probably kill it as a kid, as a serial. Just that he just has that innate ability to. But you, you know, know what? Yeah, this, so well. But this is but this is a serial <laughs> killer that by the end of the at the end of the three hours, mm-hmm. who actually really, I mean, this is like insane to say, but you <laughs> actually sympathize with him. No oh, wow. way! You're kidding me. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. We'll see. You understand his heart. You understand yeah. where he's coming, and you really understand this cat and mouse game um, between mm-hmm. him and Robbie Coltrane. And uh, he kills. Um, he kills. He kills the doctor. Then <laughs> 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 is in it, and he and he kills Chris Eccleston in it. Oh no! Oh no! Um, so let's go to let's stay with TV for a minute. And we'll go to Hamish Macbeth. Yes. Now, Hamish Macbeth. Oh, so I should be saying this. Um, so, so Cracker, you can get on Amazon. I don't know if you can get it on. Uh, on you, it's not on Netflix. Um, I don't know if you can get it on Amazon Instant Download. Oh, you might be able to. I'll have to look. I know you I were for a while. You were for a while, and then they took it away. So I don't know if you can still do it, but but you should absolutely see Cracker. It is brilliant, and and it is one of the things that people when people say the the wonderful things that Robert Carlyle has done in movies and in TV, Cracker is always in the top five or ten, five or six, as one of wow. his most noteworthy performances. Um, it's really early on in his career. But it is he is incredible in it, intense, even sympathetic for a serial killer. Yeah, you know, I think I think Dexter. You know, we think okay, Dexter. We oh think yeah. That, mm-hmm. you know. But this this is a really intense. Uh, see if you can find it. Um, it's, I'm it's trying really, to. I'm looking now. So if I see it, I will. It's quite good. It um, it's now. even worth buying on Amazon.com. Just like buy the set. Yeah. Um, from that season. I think it was the second season of uh Cracker, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And and the actual the name of the episodes, it's three parts. It's called To Be a Somebody. And he plays a character called Albie Kinsella. So um so let's go to Hamish Macbeth, which you cannot stream anywhere, but you can buy the DVDs from the BBC. They're from B- it's from the BBC. And Hamish Macbeth was the actual opposite of Albie in Cracker. And 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 they were done Hamish Macbeth was on um from 1995 to 1997. It was three different series and um he plays there's a whole series of novels um written by the writer MC Beaton um about Hamish Macbeth. He plays this sort of lackadaisical cop um constable who um is in this little town called Lachdu in the Highlands 
and he has a little Westie, a little West Highland Terrier, and he is a hashish-smoking cop whose main thing is he's really smart, but he really doesn't want to go back to Glasgow or to Inverness or anywhere in the big city. He kind of wants to lay low. He's kind of lazy, and he's and he's a really nice guy, and he doesn't want to be in the city. So, um, and and the townspeople are fun, and it's a really good show. Um, the second season has a couple of episodes that are extremely noteworthy. Um, and one is called No Man is an Island, which just still haunts me. It's mostly a comedy, but it's also a drama. There's an episode where Hamish's dog is hit by a car by a couple of of uh, crazy uh, escaped cons. There's a certain amount of spirituality, and it's not spirituality, religion, but sort of a supernatural, magical vibe that sort of goes along with the Highlands, I suppose. Um, there's a lot of great music in it. There's a, a wonderful um, Celtic band, um, Scottish band, um, that plays. And actually, in one episode that you can find on YouTube, because it's not on the DVD set, because they couldn't figure out the right, they couldn't get the rights to put it on the DVD. It's basically a a redoing of West Side Story. And it's it's the, the the town is mounting a version is is actually putting on West Side Story, but the the episode itself plays out West Side Story in a way, just Tony so, and but but he sings in it. One sec, let me just let me just ask you something real quick. Okay, sure. so Cracker, I have it up here on Amazon. Yeah, I don't think it's the right thing, is it? Cracker, the Cracker Robbie. Complete okay. Series. Okay. Region 2. No, no, right? Region 2 is Europe. Your Region 2 is 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 in, is is the UK. Okay. So that's so you, that's you need Region it. 1. Wait. You need you need Region 1. Um I have Cracker the Complete Series uh DVD Prime 14.99. That would on Amazon. Complete, it would be season it would be series 2. Okay, wait. The complete U.S. Cracker, the complete U.S. series. No, that wasn't the U.S. No, 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 no. I'm looking at. I don't know what I'm looking at here. So hold on. I don't on. see. I don't see Region One at all on here. Okay, so hold on. I know it's available. Hold on. Uh, Sorry, Cracker. everyone. <laughs> region Two. Region Two. Oh wow! If there is no. Oh, they must. Yeah. Not. Oh my goodness. Okay. So. If you have a Region Summer. Two, huh? If you have a Region Two DVD player, which I do, um, or an all regions DVD player, or an all regions DVD player, you absolutely should go ahead and get it. By the way, sometimes the um, the Region Two versions of British shows and movies have more goodies to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would believe. Just that. say, <laughs> I'm just saying. And they come out quicker, and they're not as expensive. Just saying. I don't know why that Even is. Even with the shipping. I mean, I'm just saying. Okay. Yep. So, so anyway. We're, we're saying. We got so, the first, but okay. So Sorry, Hamish, Hamish, you definitely can get on um, on on Amazon. I have it. I have. I bought it. Um, and I've watched them many times. Many times. Um, and they're, they're lots of fun. 
Um, okay, so now I'm going to get to, we're 1995 now, um, and we're going to get to Go Now. Now, Go Now is one of those movies that it's just not available on DVD, <laughs> period. Or, as they say in the U.K., full stop. It is not available. Now, you can't, it, and I, to be honest, I I had a version that I torrented. You didn't hear me. <sighs> but it's not, it's not available. I mean, literally, it's not available. You can get, <laughs> yeah, you can get a, um, a, 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 a video, like a tape, but it's a PAL, mm-hmm. which is a European standard. You cannot get an NTFC VHS copy of this movie, and it's not on DVD at all. Mm. It's never on television at all. It, it just isn't, which it is stunning to me. Um, it is, it's a funny movie, but it is serious and absolutely heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. In the movie, and this is for my, my uh, follower on Twitter, the Go Now Project, um, Carlisle plays a young man who is like, a, he's a construction worker guy, but more artistic. He's like a, like a plaster artisan sort of thing. They make these like plaster cornices and stuff like that. Anyway, he is a worker um, and he also is like a semi-pro football player. So he plays on a team and um, they, you know, he's a very active guy, falls in love with this young woman and it's a really, you know, he's a really nice guy and he's a young, you know, nice young man. And all of a sudden, one day at work, he drops, he drops like a hammer or something, and because his hand went numb, and then he's seeing double. He's having trouble with his eyes. That's oh. And it's coming around, and and it, it comes out he's got MS. Oh. And he's That's dealing bad. with it. But it's more than about his dealing with MS. Which, by the way, it is the most incredible performance. And I've I've heard people on different um, uh, MS multiple sclerosis boards talk about mm-hmm. this movie as the most honest and realistic portrayal of someone that has this disease. Ooh. And I know yeah, that it's a hard thing in the in the note to the movie. Um, or in interviews that that, uh, Robert did around the movie, he said one of the hardest things that he had to do was he went to talk to people who had the condition, who had the disease, and he he felt like he was such a parasite, you know, picking people's brains for doing something that was artifice. And he just, he felt like, like horrible doing it. Um, even though he knew he had to, because he wanted to honor what they dealt with. But it's more than about his dealing with it. It's about what a disease like that does to a relationship. Ooh. And it's just it's just really, if you can find it, I, I haven't even been able to find it on Torrent these days. 
Um, I have a copy. <laughs> I have a copy, but I don't ever torrent things just because my position in media. I just think it's, a, you know, I just don't do that, even though there's no other way to get it. Um, I wouldn't do that. So, um, so that was like the last thing that he did before he got really famous. Because in nineteen, oh, I skipped. Because in nineteen ninety six, right after that, he did Train Spotting. Right. Now, have you guys seen Train Spotting? I know Jimmy, no. you haven't. No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> okay, so Train Spotting is available on Netflix and it's available on Amazon dot com. Train Spotting is the movie that made you and McGregor a star. Um, and in it, the movie is about these friends and Ewan McGregor and you've got Robert Carlyle who plays this guy named Begby, who is basically a psychopath. Mm-hmm. He's just crazy. He's insane, violent, crazy guy. Wow. And these other guys are all heroin addicts. Uh-huh. This is a movie about heroin addiction. But it's a comedy. It's a really black comedy. (laughs) This is by by Irvine Welsh. And this is, uh, you may have heard in the media in the last few, and Danny Boyle directed it. Mm -hmm. Right, Danny Boyle, who is now the legendary Danny Boyle of the Olympics and of Slumdog Millionaire and of, 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 right, brilliant, famous now, very famous director, um, Mm -hmm. did train spotting. And um, there's been a lot of talk about doing a sequel, which is based on the sequel novel that Irvine Welsh wrote. Irvine Welsh, who now lives in Chicago. Um, <laughs> yay. You should go to his house and ask him what's going on. I know. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> what? You should just what? knock on his door. Just knock on his door and see if the latest news is on the sequel. There you go. Well, I, actually, the the word is that they're all in favor of doing it. Everyone's on board, and <clears throat> they're just uh, – uh, in fact, uh, Carlisle spoke about it at Edinburgh. He was asked about it at the Edinburgh Film Festival a few months ago, and um, it's at the script stage. So hopefully that it will get made. But but he But he plays Bagby in this. Now, Johnny Lee Miller is in it. Um, this is a movie that made Johnny Lee Miller a star. So all of these guys, this is like their, you know, their their real burst onto the scene. Um, so you should see it. It is it is about these heroin addicts, but it is really an anti-hero movie. There are very very some very very graphic and difficult scenes in it to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a very strange scene with a uh, baby. And a hallucination, okay. and I won't say anything more about it. There is a disgusting scene. There is a disgusting scene that has to do with a toilet, and Alrighty. another disgusting scene that has to do with a toilet. I, I definitely need to see this movie. <laughs> it's a yeah, very it's toilet scene. <laughs> yeah, toilet scene. So, okay, so let's keep going here because I'm going to, like, run out of time. Um, So then there's another movie. Let's see. I'm going up here. Carla's Song. This this was Robert's second movie with Ken Loach. And it is is available on DVD. Um, It is available in an American version. And it is available in a British version. The British version has... 
the benefit of having Ken Loach's commentary track, which is wonderful Ooh. to have. Um, it is, again, does not have subtitles. So it is at times really difficult to, uh, to get beneath the accent, particularly the Scottish accents, for this, from, not from just from Robert, but from all the Scottish actors, because it's a very, uh, again, in Ken Loach movies, everyone talks over everyone. So there's a lot of noise, so it makes it difficult to sometimes hear. But, you, but, but stick with it, because after the first 20 minutes or so, it really does become quite easy to understand. Um, and in this movie, um, uh, Robert plays a um, a bus driver in Glasgow who does a kindness for a Nicaraguan uh, dancer who is who is in America trying to raise money for the Nicaraguan for the Sandinista cause. Um, and this is like right in the in the during the time where there was the whole. Uh, in Nicaragua, the U.S., and the Iran-Contra, and all that other stuff going on. There was a little... It's a very political movie. Um, but again, much improvised. And it's a love... At its heart, it's a love story. And it's a really beautiful love story. Um, and and it's, it's the movie that when I asked Marshall Louis what he was... You know, he had said he wrote California Solo with Robert Carlyle in mind mm-hmm. uh, when he wrote it, Robert Carlyle's voice in his head. And I get that because when I wrote Apothecary's Curse, <laughs> it was in my head. <laughs> he was of totally course. in my head. <laughs> so I get that. Um, but um, I asked him, which partic- was there a particular character that he had in his head? And he said, you know, Carla's song, really, because... We've seen Robert Carlyle play some really pretty intensely nasty characters and intensely good characters, but this was a character where he's really very sweet. He's a very, he's a really sweet character in this movie. Um, it's beautifully done, um, shot in Nicaragua and in Glasgow, so shot on location. Uh, definitely see that. Um, so then the next thing is The Full Monty, oh, which, interestingly enough, when Full Monty became like a huge hit it premiered at Sundance, took everyone by surprise. Took everyone by surprise. Won a ton of awards. Was Oscar nominated, won the Screen Actors Guild Award was Golden Globe awarded or nominated. I can't remember if it won the award for Best Picture, but it was like just tons and tons. So while all of the hype was going on about the Full Monty, actually Carlisle was in Nicaragua shooting Carla's song. So he sort of missed it, came back to the UK, and was sort of like hit with all of that. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Like you're in a bubble, like shooting somewhere else, and then all of a sudden – be like, yeah. what? What's happening here? Yeah. Um, yeah, it said so, it won it, it said it won an Oscar for Best Music, Original Musical or Comedy Score, and Dudley nominated for an Oscar Best Best Picture, Berto Pasolini, nominated for an Oscar Best Director, Peter Catanio, and nominated for an Oscar for Best Writing Screenplay 
written directly for the screen, Simon Boothway. How do you say that last name? Catneo. Catneo. I knew I was going to yeah. say that wrong. <laughs> That's okay. Tough yeah. names. Tough names. Um, so anyway, the full Monty, so you should get the British version of it, which if you get the full Monty, um, uh, um, 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 I can't remember which version it is, but there's it's an American version, um, and it has in it the British version, and it has in it the American version. The difference between the two is that in the British version, they say Barclays card, and, and in the American version, they say MasterCard. And they call football oh, okay. football instead of soccer, and you know it's it's so they thought the American audiences needed to like you know it's like, the, it's like it's like the Harry Potter novels. No, it's like the Harry Potter novels. You know, oh, like they're not that different though. Well, but but the language, like they don't well, use Britishisms. Some of the, the references, yeah. Yeah, so they that's should. Kind of, I mean, that's how you learn. And I mean, you know, yeah. I'm not. I think yeah. I think they should just keep it as is well, and forget yeah. us. All right, the American we need we need to go on because we're like down to the last half hour here, and I'm like, oh, oh my mm-hmm. god, ninety-seven. Okay, so now we're um, okay. So there's another there's another TV movie that came out in '98 called Looking After JoJo, and Looking After JoJo was a 1998 uh, BBC uh, production, not available anywhere. <laughs> Of course. I've seen it. I've seen it. It's on torrent. I torrented it because you cannot get it. It was actually never, ever, ever released, either on VHS or on DVD. But I got it. It's absolutely worth it. It's very, very long. It is very depressing. But it is about the Margaret Thatcher years in Edinburgh. Um, I think in Edinburgh. Yes, in Edinburgh, I think. I think it's in Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, and and it's about it's about heroin addiction and crime. Oh, and Robert so plays Robert plays a small time uh, thief who gets into this drug thing by his uncle. It's like a crime family. Oh, interesting. And he's like raising it. His father was a criminal. He's like the it's like the Sopranos. <laughs> so. Um, but it, there's a there's a very interesting love story, and it's actually quite sad and quite compelling and quite intense. So if you can find it, you should watch it. Um, I, then comes uh, 1997 also, Faith, which is Antonia Bird's uh, next collaboration. And in Faith, he's in it with Ray Winston. He co-stars with Ray. Ray Winston co-stars with him and Lena Headey. Hmm. Where do we know Lena Headey from, guys? Game of Thrones. Game of yeah. Thrones. Interesting. Yeah. It all comes full circle, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. So you ha- oh, by the way, speaking of Game of Thrones, in the in the Full Monty, Mark Addy plays Robert Carlyle's best friend. Who's Mark <laughs> Addy? Oh, Robert, Robert Baratheon. Robert Baratheon. No who's married in Game of Thrones to Lena Headey, who plays Robert mm-hmm. Carlyle's girlfriend in Faith. Who is in tra- something with Kevin Bacon, right? Who? Oh, Lena Headey? No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Oh, oh, all right. Street. <laughs> <laughs> no, I okay, bet you, so, I bet you so it, would, it would come around to that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it would, probably would. Um, so Faith um, is, is, is a 
movie. He plays a um, a tired, weary, thirty five year old criminal. But it's really interesting because these guys, you see these guys' lives. They have babies and they have nice houses in the suburbs of London. And to hear Robert do an East End accent is actually kind of cool. He does it really well. Um, he does a really good job with the accent. He does all kinds of cool accents. But And I really love and, – and Faith has what I think is one of the best uh, soundtracks that I've heard. I loved it. It's a very wow. – I love, I love 1990s Britpop music. And so the score is all, speaking of California Solo, which is also kind of 90s Brit pop, but the score of um, of uh, the movie is The Jam and, um, I mean, all these, oh, yeah. really, Billy Bragg. Great um, British bands. They were really great. great. I love the music. I was bummed he didn't sing more. Boy, I loved his voice. Oh, in California Solo. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's got such a beautiful speaking voice. Oh, my God. And, I was like, oh. And his, his singing voice is really pleasant. It's really pleasant. I love the it fact really that in California great. Solo, when he's singing the song for the first time yeah. for better, he, he messes up the words, which would make... He does. I know. He's like, I forgot the words. <laughs> but that would make total sense, because if he hasn't picked up a yeah. guitar for, right. you know, for 10 years, I forget the words. I will get up and perform a song that I have been singing for years and years, but I haven't sung for five or six years, and I'll forget a verse here and there. Right. So okay, so now we go. We go from space, which I really loved. And by the way, the British version, um, Robert Carlyle is on the commentary track, so definitely get that version if you can. So now we're going to go to um, to Plunkett and McLean, and I think I'm going to concentrate on those movies and TV things that are available to people. Because yeah, we only have 25 minutes left. Um, so I'm going to go to Plunkett and McLean, which is available on Netflix for free, streaming. Awesome. Plunkett and McLean is just fun. I mean, it's just a fun movie. It is about two 18th century gentlemen highwaymen. Well, only one gentleman. Oh, Lord. Highwayman. Johnny <laughs> Lee Miller. Okay, Johnny Lee Miller plays the gentleman highwayman, who's in love with Lily Tyler. And Ken Stott is in it. And, uh, oh, my gosh. Um, I can't remember. Oh, 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 yes. Alan Cumming is in it. Um, The score is bizarre. Um, And Carlisle plays this, this, this highwayman guy. And it is a really fun movie. It's just a fun, fun movie. So get it. It's just, it's just, and let me know what you think of it because I just think it's just a fun movie. So now we're going to go to. Um, 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 I've never seen the two. Okay, we're. Oh no, I'm way ahead of myself. 1999, Ravenous. Okay. So have you ever heard of the Donner incident with the mm-hmm. cannibalism yeah. and all that? Yeah. And a Wendigo, mm-hmm. the legend of the Wendigo. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's what this movie is about. Ooh, I might like it's, this one. It's with, with um Guy Pierce. Oh, Jeffrey, I love Guy Pierce. 
Yeah, I do too. He's great in it. Guy, I mean, yeah. uh, Jeffrey, oh my gosh, the guy from Beetlejuice. Um, Jeffrey, um, uh, blah, blah. Jeffrey, somebody look it up for me. Um, hold on, hold on, I'm looking it up. Okay, and, and, yeah. and Robert Carlyle. And, and he plays a um a guy who who happens upon this this uh mid nineteenth century outpost in California. It's David Arquette, so Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones. Jeremy Thank Davies. Jeffrey Jones. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Guy Pierce. And um yeah. And he, um Robert plays a guy named Colhoun. That's how it's not spelled like that. It's like with a Q and all it's Colhoun. Who was a guide, theoretically, that's what he tells them, that led these people out west in a pioneering caravan. And they got stuck in the snow, and they started eating each other, like literally. I don't know about that, man. It, it's a very – st- it's also got a wonderful score. Um, it's a, Antonia Bird directed it, um, and it was a really problematic shoot. But it is actually a really, really – I really like it. And if you – I mean, it's zombies, right? I mean, it's like zombies. Yeah. These people are immortal. And I know I would like it. <laughs> you'll like it. And, and, yeah, you'll like it. And and it's available on Amazon Instant, I think. I don't think it's free, oh, but cool. I think you can – I think you can download it. I mean, you if can stream it. you have a Prime it. membership, you can't. I think it's – I have a Prime membership. Yeah, yeah, you have to have a Prime membership. Okay, so moving on to the movie in which Robert Carlyle played the villain in a Bond movie. Which, did you know he played the villain in a Bond movie? I did not realize this until I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, oh, my God, because I, I saw the movie. I'm trying to remember it. It's been so long since I saw the movie. He plays the villain. He plays the – That was the, him. Yeah, that cool. was him. And it was funny because that was great. the year when he was shooting that or when he finished shooting that, that was when he got his OBE. Did you know he was an OBE? No. Uh-oh. Officer of the British Empire. He's I not did a, not know ooh. that. Not, not Sir Robert. That would be a MBE. But he actually right, right. has the medal and all that from the Queen. and That's cool. That's cool for his, his uh, contributions to the arts. Um, but he plays Renard in The World is Not Enough. Oh, that's and that crazy. was during the period. I didn't watch any, I never watched any of those Bond movies. Oh, really? Oh, my God. No, I'm I, not loved, a, I thought I'm Pierce, not a, can I just say, Pierce Bronsman was just, I loved that he was James Bond. <laughs> I did not, because I was really upset that Dalton's job. I thought he oh my goodness. like the best Bond. I loved him as Bond, and I was really uh, upset when Pierce Brosnan took it over. But anyway, be that as it may, Robert plays Renard, and and actually his scenes with um, with uh, Judy Dench, who plays M, mm-hmm, are like the best Great. scenes in the movie. They're just like the best scenes in the movie. I um, love her in so, Trouble a lot. Such a so we're mo- I love her in everything. I'm moving yeah. on to Angela's Ashes. Another movie that you can get on Amazon.com if you're a Prime member, you can you can stream it. Um, it is a depressing movie. It is a, a, it is Angela's Ashes is um, a um, is an autobiographical novel by um, 
Ha, Angela's Ashes, is an autobiographical um, movie. It's, a, it's, an, it's, a, it's an autobiographical book by Frank McCourt. Thank you. I was like blanking for a minute. And uh, Robert plays um, Frank McCourt's father in the movie. Mm-hmm. And Emily Watson is in it. Oh, Emily, they, Watson. They, Emily Watson and Robert Carlyle play husband and wife. Directed by the great Alan Parker. It came out from Paramount. And it is available on Amazon Stream. And it, and, and Carlyle plays an Irish, northern Irish uh, character. So moving along, so you should you should watch that. It is a little depressing, and it is a little mm-hmm. long. Um, I'm going to skip over a couple of these. I'm going to skip to. Uh, I love the movie. There's only one Jimmy Grimble, and he plays a high school soccer coach, and it's kind of a fairy tale movie. Uh, and it is available in American. I think it's available in American version on DVD. Uh, I have the British version. Um, then. To End All Wars, which is available on, uh, on I think it's available on Netflix and on uh, Amazon, um, tells a prisoner of war story that stars Robert Carlyle and Kiefer Sutherland. Oh. oh, my God, really? That's the one you told me. I need to see that. Now, wait a minute. What is that one called? It's called I To End All Kiefer. Wars. It's To End All Wars. And it is really, really well done. It has a great, great, great cast. Um, A really great cast. Um, And you should watch it. It is, interestingly enough, um, Kiefer Sutherland and uh, Robert Carlyle are very, very close friends. And and there was a movie called, a TV movie called 24 Redemption. Yes. Mm -hmm. He was in that. Oh, my God. Yeah, Carl Benton, that was, he was was the good friend of Jack. Right, 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 right. It's a really great movie. They're very, 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 very close friends. Um, I don't know if you know that um, Donald Sutherland, of course, is Kiefer's father, but but they're Scottish. I mean, they're they're Canadian. Oh, I didn't realize that. They're Scottish. Yeah. So they are they are Scottish people, and like like a lot of Canadians. Um, But yeah, I mean, Sutherland is a very much um, a uh, a Scottish name. It's a Scottish place, oh, uh, place name. But yes, so they're they're all. I mean, so so they. I'm sure they bonded over common cultural stuff. Oh but, yeah, but also, I mean, they're both. Well, very I mean, the only thing that I would say about uh, when he was on 24 was just that his hair was way too short. <laughs> no, I love him with long hair. I love the long I hair. Okay, I so I want to talk about anyway. two movies. I want to talk about two movies. Uh, oh, Once Upon a Time in the Midlands. Um, it's okay. I'm, I'm not going to talk about that much. Black and White uh, is a great movie. Um, it's an excellent little tiny independent movie. It takes place in uh, Australia about um, – it's sort of like To Kill a Mockingbird with Aborigines. Oh, okay. um, and he plays an Irish lawyer a defense lawyer, and uh, Charles Dance is in it. Charles Dance plays opposite him in it. Um, then there's Marilyn Hotchkiss Ballroom Dancing in Charm School. Jimmy, did you watch it? No, I just was trying to decide if I should record it or not. Okay. Um, oh, Becky comes in and she says, I was watching Sleepy Hollow. I hope you liked it. 
we'll talk about Sleepy Hollow. Um, I can't wait to see it. Okay, we have to it keep is, on with okay. it because I'm I'm running out of time. Sorry. <laughs> like right <laughs> here. Um so Marilyn Hotchkiss Ballroom Dancing and Charm School is it's it's a really it's a fairy tale. Um Carlisle plays Frank Keene, who is a baker. He's Irish, but come to California. Um and Marissa Tomei plays his love oh, I interest. Love and um, Sean Astin is in it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Really? And I mean, it's like a, it's got a phenomenal. Uh, um, 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 uh, Steenburgen, Marianne Steenburgen is in it. Wow! Oh. Uh, right. Mary Steenburgen. Sorry, she plays a person named Ted Marianne. Mary Steenburgen. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mrs. Ted Danson. Yes, yeah, that's Mrs. what I did. <laughs> um, and uh, Donnie Wahlberg is in it. Um. Mm. And so it's it's a really great cast, um, and and Carlisle has long hair. So, <laughs> so just for you, I Chrissy. I see the picture here. I'm like, woohoo! He's really cute. I'll yeah, really, and he dances. It, 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 it all depends he, on if his hair is long or not. <laughs> and it and it and he and he dances, and he's got oh, this God. darling, very charming Irish accent, and I'm it's really really sad. And um, John Goodman. Oh God, I I completely oh, forgot. I love Goodman. John Goodman. Um, yeah. um, yeah, so it's like Danny DeVito. So is it on <laughs> I mean, it's or? like, ah, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's on Netflix. Uh, no, it's awesome. on Amazon. It, no, or it is on Amazon. Netflix. It is on Netflix. It is on Netflix. Then awesome. there is the, the same year, um, he did The Mighty Celt with Gillian Anderson. Um, again, oh it's, it's, a it's a charming story about greyhound racing and animal cruelty and a really mean uh, dog handler and it is uh, it's a lovely he plays um in an ira guy who's come back to northern ireland to live um after the peace and he wants to put his life together so it is wonderful uh movie i love it i've watched it like 20 times it's a great movie um then there is i'm skipping ahead to something called Flood. If you like disaster movies, um, it's okay. It's better than U.S. disaster movies. Um, it's a British disaster movie uh, <laughs> with a great, with a wonderful cast besides Robert Carlyle. Um, and I'm not going to like look tell you what it is, but it's it's got a great cast because I don't have time to tell you what it is. But if you like, but get the British version, not the American version. Mm-hmm. Cause the, the the full version is like the the, the chop, there's a chopped up version which is, doesn't make any sense at all um, and then there is the full version so you, you need to make sure to get the full version of it okay 28 weeks later um, which is mm-hmm. equal to 28 days later um, if you ever wanted to see Robert Carlyle as a zombie here's your Ooh. chance all right. Um, it's really well done. I mean, it's a really, really well done movie. Um, and, um, yeah, that's all I can say about it. Then there's another movie called I Know You Know, which came out right around the same time as Summer. But in I Know You Know, which, again, it's not available um, in an American version, in a North American version at all. So if you want it, you need to get it in Region 2 version and have it either like a you know yeah 
Um, yes, Becky, I announced that about the tweet session on September 22nd. Um, and it, he, it's, it's a, another heartbreaking movie. It is, um, wow. Um, it is, there's no way to describe this movie. How do you describe this movie in two sentences? Um, he plays a guy who, it's a, it's a father and son story. And he plays a guy who is a, like a CIA type agent or, a, or an SAS kind of agent who's working on a conspiracy. But slowly it becomes apparent that he's actually delusional. Oh, and his son begins to realize it. His little his little son begins to realize it. But you begin to understand what happened. And in the end, it's just like the most heartbreaking end to a movie I've ever seen. Uh, then there is Summer, which has the other most heartbreaking ending to a movie you'll ever see. He must. This must have been like this. This must be like around the time he did a lot of heartbreaking movies, really sad movies. Um, but Summer is brilliant. He will tell you. Uh, in an inter- he said in an interview, in interviews, that it was the best work he's ever done was in this wow. movie. Something. Like nobody saw. Um, Michael Saka is in the movie with him. Mm-hmm. We know him from Wonderland. Um, is he in, what? He's in Wonderland? No. Yeah. He's starring in it. Michael wait, Saka. Wait. Michael. No Michael. way. Yeah. Okay, I'm completely blanking over here. <laughs> oh, my God. That's all. Okay. I interviewed him. I'll get it together. I interviewed him. I interviewed him. <laughs> um, yes. Um, so, so yes. So, see Summer. It is available on Netflix. It is available on Amazon. Um, it just came out in the U.S. just a few months ago because it was only available in a British version. Um, so now I want to uh, – now, so we're going to go to – oh, Class of 76, which is available on Amazon and on Netflix, too, is a very long kind of, I think it was, I personally think, oh, updates on the sequel to Trainspotting, not since Edinburgh, I think, Becky. Um, I think the plan is still to make it. I think they're waiting to make sure they have, for all parties, um, a script that they can all be happy with, uh, including Danny Boyle, uh, Robert. Ewan McGregor, Irvine Welsh, I'm sure, has a hand in in deciding. Um, But, yeah, so nothing – I don't know that they have a screenplay yet, but I know that they're working on that. Um, So, uh, blah, blah. Class of 76 is a cop drama. Uh, Carlisle is great in it. It's it's intense. It is a little too long um, for my taste. And, of course, The Last Enemy as well, which is another, like, a masterpiece theater thing, um, is also worth it with Benedict Cumberbatch. So if you want to see Carlisle and Benedict Cumberbatch together in a BBC uh, masterpiece theater mystery, masterpiece mystery, The Last Enemy, which is available also for streaming these days. Um, I'm going to skip all the way to... um, Stargate Universe. I was going to skip over a couple of things. (laughs) Stargate Universe. um, And I'm going to spend my last six minutes insisting that everybody watch Stargate Universe. Like, insisting. Um, 
away because that that is have you watched so great in that movie. I mean, in that show, I loved it. He, I'll tell you, I when when I first saw Robert Carlyle in uh, Once Upon a Time, I had never seen him in anything else before. Believe it or not. Since I've seen all of his movies now, that was the first time I'd ever seen him in anything was Once Upon a Time. I saw the pilot, and I was so, just the couple of scenes in the pilot, I was so blown away by what I saw in in his Rumpelstiltskin, the pathos in his eyes, despite everything else that he was saying, what was coming out of his mouth. I was so blown away by the pathos in Rumpel's eyes that I mm-hmm. said, wow, why haven't I ever seen this guy in anything? So the first thing I did, right. I bought both seasons of Stargate Universe on DVD. And with the comment, every every episode has a commentary, which is kind of cool. And um, I watched the first episode, and I literally, it's like a book you can't put down. I actually didn't stop watching until I'd gotten through all 40 episodes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, was, it, it was wonderful. He is amazing in it. He plays Dr. Nicholas Rush. He is the star of the show. Uh, although it's an ensemble cast, he is the, the star of the show. Um, no. And it is, it is so much – I know I had on in, on my show – in the, the last episode of December and the first episode of January, uh, one of the executive producers of the show, uh, Joe Malazzi, was on mm-hmm. um, with me for two hours talking through That's first cool. season one, then season two of Stargate Universe, episode by episode. That's awesome. And that's how much I was, like, so addicted to the Intrigued. show. <laughs> I was intrigued. intrigued. And for and for him to have come on with me for two hours was just unbelievably cool. generous. Um yeah. so and Joe Malazzi has a blog, so go here go see his blog. But what he told me was I asked, well, why don't they like do a graphic novel or a web series or something to finish off the story to bring closure? And he said, Well, they're still sort of holding out hope that they'll come back with a you know, with something to do closure on. So, like, whether that's to, a movie or something. It needs closure. Um, yeah. You know, when, when last we see our intrepid heroes in Stargate Universe, in universe, they are in suspended animation for three, supposedly for right. three years. And we don't actually know what happens to them. But um, Carlisle is, he plays a character, another very flawed character, but a character who tries to do the right thing. Um, but who is who? I should get Robert Carlyle to be my guest on my show. I wish Becky, you know, tweet that him. would be uh, <laughs> everybody fun, listening. Man. Tweet him. Tell him he should be on my show. I would love to have him on the show. <laughs> talk to people. I would love to interview him. That would be amazing. Just me. I interviewed him at Comic-Con, but it was me and a bunch of other people, and we had five minutes, even though, and I actually counted, I actually watched the recording of it, because, like, we didn't ask a bunch of different places have, like, rebroadcast the interview. But of the four-and-a-half-minute interview, I had, like, three minutes were mine, were my questions. So I would love to sit down and talk to him about his craft and his career and putting together his characters as a writer, as a novelist, 
to me and as a writer, much more so than as a fan or a journalist, I would just love to sit down and just talk to him about that. Now, the other thing I need to tell you, and I'm not going to talk about Once Upon a Time and his work because you all know what his work is on, on Once Upon a Time. But what I do want to say is something he does have coming up. And on, on IMDb, it's listed as projected for 2014 um, is um, The Long Midnight of Barney Thompson. And I talked about that, um, I think, last time. And uh, it's a movie that's based on the novels. It's a series of novels uh, by a Scottish writer whose name escapes me for just the moment, if anyone can tweet me and remind me who wrote that. Um, but he is not only starring in it, and 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 and, and the main character is uh, yes, I would imagine the film would film in Glasgow because it takes place in Glasgow. Um, I he he plays serial killer. He's a serial killer, but by accident, he's a barber. So it's a little bit of a Sweeney Todd thing, Dory. But it's a, the, the novels are darkly humorous and a little angsty. And um, I really, really enjoyed the novel, and he's directing it, and he's starring in it. So that's going to be really exciting to see. I cannot – oh, sorry, go ahead. Whispers of Life. Whispers of Life is a short that he did that's completed, but it hasn't been released yet. He didn't do it. it. It's just thanks. He just got very special thanks. Oh, he got very special thanks. Gotcha. Yeah, it's actually – it's Patrick Gilmore's movie – and Patrick Gilmore starred in Stargate Universe. So I'm guessing, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, Scottish Sweeney Todd, that's what Becky says. I think that's kind of it. I can't believe I've spent an hour and a half talking about uh, Mr. Carlisle's <laughs> great work. So, Becky, here's the thing. If you all tweet to him. <laughs> Everyone tweet. <laughs> tweet him. Say that he needs tweet. to be on my show and that I would do a fabulous interview with him. And... um that he would, uh, it would be a really nice, uh, a nice time, a nice like twenty minutes that I would do. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so go ahead and tweet him and tell him that he should be on my show. Um, how does he contact me? He can contact if he wants to direct message me. He's direct messaged me before, so he knows how to contact me. He was he very kindly wrote me a note. Um, uh, after his movie came out. So we are actually uh, out of time. So I will say goodbye. Summer. And I'll see you all next Monday night. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye, Jimmy. Thanks, Chrissy. Bye, Meredith. All right, bye. Good night. But he can bye. contact me on, on Twitter. <laughs>